This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. March 1st, and this is Season 5, Episode 26 of the Four Star Spurs Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony. With me this week, we have Kevin. What's up, guys? Lucas. Hello, hello, hello. And Scott. Mushy, mushy. Well, it's good to, to be here with you guys on a week where we finally have two consecutive wins to talk about. I, I think two consecutive four nils. Yes, and I think it's... Uh, it's a, if, I think we have to go back to November to have two consecutive wins, right? Um, um, possibly. I, I haven't looked at the. There may have been a couple other, maybe, uh, maybe with one of those Europa League, uh, or not Europa League. Uh, yeah, maybe Europa League and FA or FA Cup. We may have had two consecutive, but this has become a rare thing, especially in the last month or so. So this is something January. That, we beat Sheffield and then we beat Wickham. Uh, okay, so. Couple of couple of juggernauts. <laughs> <laughs> feels like it's been a while, but uh, but regardless, it's nice to to be back to winning ways for a change. Uh, maybe J- Jose has a stay of execution. Um, but we um, first we're going to talk about the Europa League uh, game. But uh, before that, um, I just want to break the ice by talking about the uh, Europa League draw. So after we advance past uh, we'll- spoilers, we. Are- so we already we're going to tell them we already won before we talk about the game. Yeah, we're up, we're up, up, up a rather a lot before this. You know, for... I, I think people probably, if they're listening to our podcast, they've probably watched the game or at least know the result. So uh, but, um, there's got to be at least there's probably at least one brand new Hotspur person out there that's going to like what we won what <laughs> maybe not. Regardless, uh, so so we won, we advanced, and uh, the, the draw was on this past Friday. Um, there was uh, some Premier League teams that we uh, could be concerned with drawing, um, uh, United, Arsenal. Um, and we we need, managed to dodge all of those, and we got, uh, uh, I'll probably butcher the name, but uh, Dynamo Zagreb. Is that how you said to pronounce it? I think that's it, pretty Lucas? close, man. Yeah, yeah, that's as close as you're going to get. Um, yeah, and like you said, you said a couple of Premier League teams that we'd want to avoid. Um, for me, there was just one I wanted to avoid. We either could have got Arsenal or United. Uh, I The whole draw, all I just wanted was to not get United. And I actually woke up on Friday morning, and I was at 6 in the morning, and I'm watching it, and I forgot how suspenseful the draws are especially the European ones, because they go through like the 25 minutes of pageantry nonsense being like, <laughs> here's a clip of all these things, and here's a list of these things, and here's an honorable mention of some random player that played for some country you haven't heard of that's going to talk never about this. <laughs> and you're just like, you're going mentally, you're like, please, just show me who we've drawn. Like, I'm, um, But I was just praying it wouldn't be United, and uh, I think we were, I, I think we got a really good draw, so... Um, <laughs> I yeah, had totally I, was, for, I had I, totally forgotten about it until you posted it in our other chat. Yeah, I was, I was, and it was I'm a like, great way to start my Friday. And I'm like, 
boom, Zagreb. And I'm like, what the crap does that oh, yeah. <laughs> I just, yeah, yeah, it was I literally, boom, I, boom, exclamation point, followed by yeah. just Zagreb. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> I, what I, I probably, I probably should have specified what I was talking about. I was like, um, uh, okay. And then finally, like, once I had woken up and sort of, like, you know, gone through my social media, you know, that, that insane thing that I do, you know, when I wake up when I shouldn't, but, you know, going through the social medias and stuff, I was like, oh, that's what he meant. Okay. That's, that's, okay. It makes more sense. Now. Yeah. No, but so I think a very favorable draw, it definitely gives us a good chance to advance the, the round of 16. And, uh, I, I'm excited. I think, I think we can, uh, um, we could go deep into this tournament, and uh, it's, it's something that Jose seems to like to do. Um, definitely is uh, feeling like he's going to stick around for a while and maybe see this out, but Lucas? Yeah, uh, one quick thing on the draw Just I was a little bit disappointed with was there's there's more news coming out about it today is that it looks like we're going to have that game switched because us and Arsenal, will, we're both drawn second out of like the little pot full of balls there. So we're going to – originally it said we were both supposed to play away first, which is exactly what you want. That's your advantage. Uh And because – I think it's because they are the FA Cup holders, they get priority over us. So our game is switched. So we're going to have to play at home first and then go out to Zagreb, which kind of gives away a little bit of an advantage there. But I think either way we should be able to – Should be up comfortably in the first leg. Yeah, we should should do our job. But it is kind of annoying that it's them that – happen yeah. to be the reason that we're flipping our advantage again yeah. it's always them isn't it it is yeah. always them it, they 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 do seem to fuck us over every you know couple years for some reason it feels like almost every year i mean last year it was uh, uh we had to play the uh the, the play-in games to to get into europa league because, oh yeah i forgot about that because they uh the they ended up winning the FA or yeah, the FA cup. So, uh, so it seems like it's always something that they, they do. They just some stupid rule that fucks us over because of Arsenal. Uh, but another good reason to hate them. Uh, but, uh, but we have more positive, uh, news to talk about. So we might as well roll into these two games. So I'm going to start this conversation on Wolfsburger. So we came into this match, uh, comfortably sitting on a four, one, uh, uh, lead in aggregate, uh, to our home leg, um, it, we really didn't have to do much here other than just uh, keep them off the board or or just score a couple goals and just put it out out of out of their reach. Um, but we did better than that, I think. And uh, you know, this was with the rotated squad. Um, we'll certainly get get into talking about um, uh, Deli Ali's performance here. Uh, I, obviously, we have to mention him. Uh, but what do you guys think on this one? Uh, I think Kevin's up first. Yeah, um, you know, I feel like it's everything we, uh, you know, wanted out of this. You know, we put out a rotated squad. Uh, Delhi got minutes, played well, uh, got the early goal to, you know, really put it at ease. Um, you know, there was literally no pressure. Um and it was nice to see us continue to attack even after we got the one um, yeah. and not be like, all right, well, we're up one and just kept piling it on and piling it on. And um, a lot of, a lot of good performances um, and seeing Bale on the bench to start gave us all a few days to hope and pray that he was going to start at the weekend. And we got that wish as well. 
Um, I, I don't think we could have asked for anything more from this game. Yeah, we got to see Vinicius with two goals as well, right, Lucas? Yeah, um, <clears throat> I think the only thing Tommy and I, we were at the, uh, at the bar on Wednesday, Tommy and I were almost mad because we had both predicted two nils with Delhi and Vinicius. So that had been the case after 50 minutes, and then all of a sudden we bring on Bale and Lucas, and I was like, no, like stop scoring goals. I have this perfect. But, the, uh, but in terms of I got of the all game, three of my scorers. Yeah, I was like, we had it, and then Jose just went for the throat. But I think uh, I think that in terms of the game, it's exactly what you want to see. Uh, having that four nil win or four nil win away, and then coming home, you knew that it was just like it was pretty much in the bag. But still, there's ways that it can be kind of like dodgy, and you don't know how we're going to come out. Remember the, I mean this is a little bit different, but with Wolfsburg and then a team like Dortmund, I mean, obviously there's a huge difference there, but when we played Dortmund in the champions league a couple years ago and we won three nil at Wembley and then we went to play Dortmund away. So we had that three nil lead, but that first 50 so minutes was just them pounding us. And it was absolutely nerve wracking. And this game, again, I said like a very big difference between those types of games, but I mean, we just came out. They, I don't even think they had a shot in which I really was worried at all. I like to make the reference, but I think I could have stood between the goal and <laughs> there probably would have been the same scoreline. Like, it wasn't like our keeper had to do anything. They didn't put really anything. They didn't – because when we played them away last Thursday, they were coming in. They had some chances, hit the crossbar twice. This game was just completely different. They were – we basically just put it to bed right off the bat, and it was really good to see, and it made for a great relaxing 90 minutes. Yeah, yeah, they had three shots on target, but they were all pretty weak. I mean, yeah. it, there wasn't anything that was really threatening to get past the keeper there, that's for sure. Um, I, let's talk for a little bit about Deli Ali's performance this one, because we've been really hankering for him to get a, a, a run out. Um, yes, this was Wolfsburger and not not like the probably the talent we want to see him playing against, but... Um, uh, obviously, we had the, the 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 stunner of a bicycle kick goal uh, in the tenth minute. It <laughs> yeah. was just freaking amazing. Um, but yeah. then he also had an assist later. And um, um, what do you guys think on his performance? Does his anybody else off. first? First of all, does anybody else think uh, you know when you when you hear Wolfsburger, do you hear the 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 lady from uh, Austin Powers go Wolfsburger? No. <laughs> I will not. Yeah, I swear. <laughs> Every single time. <laughs> anyway, so uh, I it was amazing to just be able to sit and watch and not be like, oh my god, it's fucking happening again. Oh my god, it's fucking happening. You know, I just just it was such a like a relief to just you know I, like talk about things that were positive. You know, because I, I always, I, I tend to always uh, call uh, English Rick, who uh, he and I, we sit there and, and, and talk over the phones versus, you know, while while we're watching the the uh, the game. And it was really nice because we kept going off topic and, go, you know, just sort of rambling on about other things and having to go back to the game because it was like, oh, this is, you know, we're not stressing out at all. Yeah. Uh, Lucas? Yeah, I think uh, in terms of the Delhi question, I think that this is going to sound weird seeing the type of caliber that bicycle kick was. But for me, I was more impressed with the assist, that ball he played into Vinicius. Because, I mean, that, that kind of wonder goal bicycle kick is fun and it's a novelty. 
but uh, it, it's damn impressive and shows top mm-hmm. quality and it shows confidence, which is great to see. But if we're going to use Delhi going forward, we're going to need him. He's not going to be our bicycle. He's not going to be our bicycle kick specialist. Like it's not our specialist. Like that's not what we're going to need him for. We're going to need him to be able to contribute up front, actually delivering balls in like that and manufacturing goals in other ways that aren't acrobatic. Um, and that ball into Vinicius was class. I mean, that thing was right where it needed to be. Um, and I think it just, I'm, I'm really happy, I think, with the confidence level that we saw out of Delhi. I think he looked very comfortable. Um, and I think it's, I think we're going to probably see a lot of that moving forward. It's yeah. a great start for him. Yeah, nailed it on the head, Lucas. Uh, the confidence just, and that, that's the type of player he is. Like when he has that confidence, he brings another level of creativity to our squad that like, we have been like desperately needing, especially when it's this like second kind of second tier squad, rotation squad, whatever you want to call it. Like we just have have had no creativity out of any of those guys. Um, so I think he's going to be like Lucas said, super super important going forward. Whether it's in Europa League games, because I think we're going to see a lot more of them in those. Um, because Jose said like. Yeah, we want to put, you know, all four of them out together, but, like, there's other games that we have yeah. to plan for and stuff like that. <laughs> like, they can't just always be on the pitch in every match. Um, so I think we'll be seeing them starting a lot in Europa League, even down the stretch when it gets to the, you know, later stages if we make it that far. Um, and seeing them come off the bench in the Premier League to try and, you know, bring us something extra at the end. and like. Like we said, that confidence is just going to be, you know, it's it's his fuel, and he's taken off right now. And you know, it couldn't be at a better time. You know, we've all been, you know, asking for this, asking for somebody to do it. I mean, really, a lot of us been like, and oh, we, may have oh, lost, we lost him. <laughs> um, I think, I think. What I'm excited to see is uh, a Deli and a La Celso. Hopefully, La Celso can, can because I think we've sort of kind of forgotten about him because he's been, you know, I don't, I'm not sure he's Argentinian, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know what this is about the Argentinians, you know, like long time, you know, injury prone. But you know, I, I'd really like to start to see, um, uh, you know. La Celso coming on for Delhi and then Delhi coming on for La Celso so that they both get that sort of 60, 40, you know, 70, 30 kind of, uh, uh, time period. Um, so that both of them, both of them don't get super worn out, but then we both, we have that creative mind on the, the pitch at all times. Yeah. Lucas. Yeah. And I agree. And I think that with the Delhi point, I think that, we're all excited to see him a little bit more confident and doing well. But I think that Scott's point is right. And especially bringing up LaCelso into that, we have a lot of games left and a lot of very important games left from here on out. We don't have any game that isn't like, I mean, obviously every game is important, but right now it's like, if we want to finish top four, pretty much in the Premier league, every game is do or die. And if we want to go on in Europa, every game is do or die. So uh, these are all we massive turn games. It on now. Right? Yeah, and, and we need to man manage guys specifically. And I think Delhi, LaCelso, Bale, and I know there's a question about that coming up. But I, I, it's like they're they're very much I, I think Jose is gonna probably have his hands full and I think he's done a great job of it thus far, but 
we're going to have to man manage these guys. And as much as we want to see like Delhi out there creating every game, I think it's going to be a little bit of a, we might see him spotty here and there getting spot starts and appearances, but it is good to see him back in Jose's good favor, at least. And we know that Jose trusts him. Yeah, that's, that's what's most important. Um, I, and we'll talk about the Burnley game. Uh, he didn't start that one. I think a lot of us thought that he might. But, uh, but yeah, I think we need to be able to rotate some guys, and we need some of our stronger players uh, in the Europa League competitions and, and that League Cup we final. Have, yeah. We have to win something, don't we? I yeah. mean, come on. we got to yeah. win something sometime. <laughs> really? I can't have three professional sports teams – completely just helpless in when they, when they need to have something done. You know, I just, it can't happen. Come on. Yeah. No, I'm living well, proof that it can happen. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I, I also wanted to talk about a youngster that, that, that got a few minutes in this match. And uh, that's uh, Dane, Dane Scarlett. Dane came out. So 16 years old. Uh, we've seen a little bit of him in that Marine match. Um, but he came on and um, and had an assist. And we have a question that goes to this. Uh, comes from Shubes. So Shubes asks us on Facebook, uh, Dave Scarlett, youngest first player to get an assist, uh, loan him or keep him next year? Uh, and he, he mentions that Parrott uh, is not really banging in goals for Ipswich, but is playing proper men's football versus under-23 football. Um and he said one for John Howard or Rick uh, Richard De Sera. Do we do we play uh, too much pressure? Uh, do we place too much pressure on how our lo- our p- players on loan do? And he mentions uh, Stephen Cocker did well at Bristol City and Swansea, but never looked comfortable at Spurs. Then he also mentions, of course, Harry Kane uh, did not have the best loan experience at Norwich. After obviously, we know how he's done. Um, so, a, a lot to unpack there, but um, first of all, what do you guys think of Charlotte's performance, and then what, do you keep him next year or loan him? Uh, Lucas? Uh, yeah, I think Scarlett was great. Um, I think it was great to see a guy of that age come on and be so confident, and he that goal that Vinicius had was completely because he was uh, Scarlett was aggressive and and you love to see that, a guy that's of that age getting a shot and not just being out there and being thrilled to be there, but actually wanting to go contribute. And he did. I thought he did really well. I think in terms sharp. of Shubes' question, I would love to see him get loaned. He needs to be playing regular uh, like regular minutes on a, a in competitive football. Uh, I think that, Again, he went right back after that. He played and scored a wonder goal against Villa for the U23s this week. Um, so I just I think he needs to keep getting challenged. And in terms of Shubes, the other point of Shubes' question, I think we do put too much pressure on our youngsters. Uh, I think that a lot of it might be our culture as Spurs, knowing that we can't go out and buy and spend the way that like Man City or Chelsea, Arsenal, Liverpool, United, the way they spend in the windows. Well, we can. Might, we just don't. Yeah, I was going to say we could. Or, we have a billionaire like, owner. Well, let's say that we don't. Like, just the fact that we don't is one of the reasons that we probably put some like extra pressure on these young guys to be something special. As soon as we see that there's a bit of talent and like some potential in these youngsters, we all freak out and we're like, "This is the next Messi. This is the English Messi. This is 
the next Harry Kane or this is the next whoever. Um, so I think that like it might just be our Spurs spending culture that adds a lot of the reason that we're putting pressure on these young guys. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, well, that's, I don't think that's I don't think that's a I can't I don't think that's up for debate. I think that's exactly what happens. Um, we we have a billionaire owner who doesn't really want to spend his billionaire money. Um, you know, and I, and I don't I don't blame him for wanting to spend all of it on Spurs because that you know it'd be stupid. But uh, you know, running it running Spurs as a business versus running Spurs as a business. Uh, um, uh, entertainment is are two different things, and and I think Man City and that those they 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 run theirs like business entertainment, not business. I mean, I I have the same problem with with both the Reds, Cincinnati Reds, and the and the Cincinnati Bengals. They both have owners who, for for whatever reason, don't really want to win, <laughs> and they're all they're both you know fairly rich individuals, um, and and yet don't really go out for doing this, you know? So it, yeah, yeah. I mean, I seem to always run out of steam at the very end of my rants. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll jump in. I, I think with Scarlet, like it really depends upon uh, if we're going to play him or not. If, if we, if we truly think that 17 years old, that he can uh, compete in the, the, the premier league and he's that good. Um, I'm more than happy to see him there, but that probably means that maybe Vinicius, we're probably not going to pick up, uh, up the option and and uh, and pay the big money to keep him around. And we think that uh, some combination of uh, Scarlet Parrot can uh, do that for us maybe next year, um, or we're buying somebody new. Um, but uh, but if we're just going to keep him and play him with our young players, I would say like, no, it's probably a good, better idea to give him a, a, a one-year loan until he can play for us. Um, um, but I think a lot depends upon what they see when he's in training uh, this summer. Um, yeah. I, whether... I think if we do, if we do loan him, it's gotta be to somebody that is, uh, you know, not a championship or above basically. I don't know. Joe made a really good point in the chat the other day that maybe loaning guys to the championship isn't necessarily the best way to go because that is a very tough league. So why not send them maybe even down one more, let them build confidence against some teams that maybe aren't so good, but are, I mean, they're still playing at a very high level, obviously, uh, and especially for a 17 year old. I mean, you throw him in the championship. He could yeah, go out bad. there and not score goals for a few games and just, you know, start really losing confidence and getting in his head. Yeah. And mm-hmm. yeah, and then he loses minutes. And then it's just, you know, we see that time and time again with guys. So I don't know if it necessarily needs to go to the championship. I, and I agree with uh, Anthony. I think it depends on what Jose thinks because Jose has said he is going to be in the first team next year if he's around, like if he's there. And that. That is a massive endorsement, um, yeah. but also puts a lot to a lot to live up to. And for, I mean, you know, we don't know Dane Scarlett in any way, shape, or form, so we have no idea how he's going to deal with that type of pressure. Maybe he thrives in it and you know becomes a freaking legend, or who knows? That could absolutely crumble him. So, um, but I, 
am not I don't say this very often, but I am gonna say let's trust Jose on this. And yes, just get in. You know, let let's see <laughs> he sees him every day, right? So Jose isn't really oh. well known for bringing people up. You know, he's and he's, and, and that's what he likes to loan people. Even that makes it even more strange that we're seeing him, right? Like Jose yeah, must yeah. really, really believe in him that he's using him. Now he's not just throwing him on the bench as like I mean, he's not using him in like massive moments or anything, but he is putting him out there. He is giving him minutes, which is is pretty impressive. Yeah. Uh, one more quick point from Lucas, and then we'll go to MVP LVP. <clears throat> Yeah, I just wanted to say, like, as to what Kevin talked about, guys going on loan and sometimes in the championship it doesn't work out. That was even part of Shub's question. He touched on uh, Troy Parrott. Like, Troy Parrott hasn't been banging him in out there. Uh, he went to Millwall, did hardly anything. And, I mean, but so did Harry Kane. Uh, Harry Kane took right. a couple of loan spells before he found yep. himself. Uh, but I think your point, Anthony, was great that, like, whether he goes on loan or not will be – determined by whether or not Jose thinks we can use him next year. And I just, I don't see us using him. Uh, he's, unless it was some kind of winger role, maybe, but I mean, look at, we have Vinicius, who we spent, like, this is a proven guy that can't always be, like, Harry Kane gets injured. It wasn't like Vinicius step in. No, it's Sun slot over. Which was stupid. So, but, his but that's how we always. His option to buy and keep Vinicius around next year is pretty expensive. So yeah, we have to but, determine but, whether oh, we're oh, going to no, no. I was, I was just, I was using Vinicius as an example. At the moment, you have a guy of Vinicius' caliber, and when Kane goes down, he still isn't the immediate choice to slot in as striker. Oh, yeah. That's no, my no. point. So, like, I don't see a Dane Scarlet as an 18-year-old next year getting any minutes with our first team at all. Uh, so, I, I think the best option for him would be loan. And I hope we do find the right fit for him at loan because I think that's a massive thing too is it can't just be any old championship team or any old League One team. It has to be the right fit. And I think we've seen that with Skip out at Norwich. I think he came in, slotted in right away and fit perfectly. So I hope we do find the right fit. And I do hope he gets on loan and becomes something special for us. If yeah. Skip comes back, it's going to be really interesting because that I think as far as I can remember, that was the last loan that Harry Kane had before he became Harry Kane. And, yeah. yeah. No, definitely, definitely going to be interesting, but let's go to MVP, LVP. Uh, we'll start with MVP, and we'll start with Scott. I, I really want to come up with something creative and something, you know, like out of the box thinking and, you know, really in depth, but I'm going to go with Delhi. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I think goal, he... Goal played well. He was he's that he's that character on the field when he plays well he can turn a game around by himself i mean i th i think he's that you know with with the runs he makes uh, and i think those are the things that we're really really missing are those those really uh, you know the things that the runs that that are that are he makes to draw people away from other other players especially um because they know he is a threat um, so they have to pay attention to him. Um, uh, you know, I, I would have, you know, go think deeper, but I think the, the obvious choice for me is Delhi. Yeah, that's in And I'm going to agree with you, Scott, just to save the time on my, my point, but let's go to Kevin next. Uh, yeah, Delhi, um, you know, did everything we needed him to do. Honorable mention to Vinicius, two goals, did what he needed to do. Um, 
And third honorable mention to Bale for coming off the bench and looking awesome as well. And ruining my <laughs> so, prediction. Thanks, Bale. <laughs> uh, uh, Lucas. Uh, mine was actually Vinicius. Uh, I think that if you look at his track record for appearances and goals or assists, it's astounding. Every time that guy's out there, he either bangs one in or sets somebody up to bang one in. So I think he deserves a shout out. Definitely played great. It's great to yeah. see. I hope he gets to start again against Zagreb, too. Yeah. And to, to your point, like, uh, uh, I do think that we have to make a decision on him, and he might be worth the money to, to keep around if, if we're willing to spend that kind of money. Uh, I think we should. I, I think we need to keep him around. I yeah. think he's a burgeoning star. I think you know the estimated price of what forty-five to fifty million pounds. I think that's that's probably going to be a steal in two to three years. Yeah, he's twenty-six years old. I think so. He's a couple years from his prime. So we keep him around another year. We could have him going into his prime. Mm-hmm. Um, it, there's a case to be made that, and and who knows what's going to happen with Harry? He could be uh, he could be injured next year uh, for big stretches. He will be injured. Next you year, shut your mouth. <laughs> it's every year. Who said next year? I'm hoping to get through this year with everything. Everybody shut their mouth. <laughs> knock on wood. Right now. Somebody knock on wood. Does anybody have any uh, LVP for this one? Or uh, is it tough to give with a 4-0 victory 8-1 on agur- aggregate? Uh, Lucas, you have an LVP? Uh, yeah, mine was uh, – we talked about it on uh, Sunday. But mine was just as – it seems joking, but – by the rule, least valuable player, mine was Hugo because he had fuck all to do. So <laughs> I think he was the least valuable person out there. But it's no sh- no knock on him. I think he played well. But it was I, Joe it, Hart, wasn't it? Yeah, it was Joe Hart. No, it was he, Hugo on Wednesday. He, even more, even more of an LVP. You didn't. Uh, Hugo started Wednesday. Uh, did he? I think it was. I think it was Hart. I thought it was Hart. Yeah, Joe Hart started <laughs> on, uh, on Wednesday. <laughs> Even be- that's even more least. Like, yeah, exactly. You didn't screw even know you, Hugo. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Even more reason why you're LVP. You're so valuable, or you're so unvaluable. I didn't even know you're out there. See, at the same time, you screwed my. I was LVP thinking the first. I was thinking the first Joe game. <laughs> so you're gonna say Joe you know, Hart? Hugo started the road game. I think I was thinking about, but yeah, yeah Joe Hart I, just I, sitting on the wall against Marine could have done that again. There you go. I was going to say Joe Hart just because his extraordinarily creepy long neck. <laughs> it's, it's second only to Ronaldo. It's just, I can't, I can't look at it. It's creepy. For me, like I can't give an LVP. Uh, these young kids um, were nice to see uh, like that. We were able to sub them in once we had such a great big lead. Um, great opportunity for them to come and get some minutes. Uh, um I was just happy for that. I don't have an LVP. How about you, Kevin? I just want to talk about Gareth Bale. So, let's <laughs> <move on. laughs> yeah. So I, I think let's move the conversation along to uh, to Burnley. Uh, so this Sunday we took on Burnley. It was eight a.m. here in Chicago. Um, I think a lot of us uh, like uh, our Premier League performances have been pretty poor lately, uh, even against uh, stuff that we should be able to handle. Um, so I think we were very. Con- concerned about this one going into it, even though Burnley is not that threatening of a team. Um, we, uh, we came out right, right at them in, uh, within two minutes had our first goal of uh, Gareth Bale, 
well, let's talk about that. Even the, the, we uh, we started uh, Gareth Bale uh, like we've been asking for. So we had our uh, Kane Lucas uh, son and Bale in our attacking band, and and man, did we look like we were ready to attack? Uh, so I think Kevin, you had your hand up first. Yeah, um, as soon as I saw the lineup. I was just beaming. I brought Bale into my fantasy team, and mm. everybody in my league was like, what are you what fucking you do, doing? <laughs> and I was like, I don't care. Like He's <laughs> going to play this week, and he's going to just fucking destroy people. And that's what he did. I mean, he looked like Gareth Bale, you know? Gareth I mean, obviously. Bale is back. Yeah. Like, um, and he looked, he looked happy. Like, he looked like old Bale, too. He was, that's like, what that I'm move he had on... Taxi from Icon. He had a taxi for whoever their left back is. He did yeah. the same move, just blew a ball by him and ran to get it. Like he looked like old Bale. Yeah, yep. just I mean, skill, shooting, passing. I mean, he did everything, and that's what this guy can do. And we've been saying that he could do it. We weren't sure if it was a fit fitness issue or what, but. I don't know if Jose is an absolute genius and he's been planning this the whole time where he's like, I'm just going to hold him back. I'm going to hold him back. I'm going to hold him back. I'm going to talk a little bit of shit to him in the, in the media and kind of grind his gears a little bit. And then I'm going to just unleash him and he's going to just run all over everybody. Um, but if that's what Jose was doing, then he's my man. He's my manager. I don't know. But um, it was, it was a joy to watch. It was it felt good. It was like coming off the Europa win, coming into this, getting it going early because Burnley is very good defensively, usually. Uh, apparently not against us because we just annihilate them on a pretty regular basis, it feels like now. Um, I saw a stat. Deitch has never beat Jose. Like 10 matches or something like that. I think, it, And I think it's like almost all losses. There's like no draws either. Um, so yeah, it was just a joy to watch, you know? Yeah. No, uh, Lucas. Yeah. Uh, as you guys know that Burnley at home is like a high holiday for me. Um, <laughs> I happen to be there like every Christmas. Um, but yeah, I think the thing I was most excited about was that we started out on the front foot and against a team like that in a game like that, it's just, it's great to see. Uh, I think Bale played great, but I think that first goal, Jesus, what we need to talk about was that ball in by Sun. Yeah, that oh, ball yeah. in by Sun was insane. And I think the passing he, in this game was better than the shooting to some degree. Oh, yeah. Even Kane's goal, the ball from Bale, was the craziest thing you've ever yeah. seen. Just yeah. casually knocks one 60 yards in stride over the defender. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I think Sun's ball was so good, the defenders both thought he was offside. Ian Dark, who randomly was calling the game, haven't heard that in six years. He, like, he himself was like, oh, well, that looks offside. It's like, it just was, it was beautiful. Everything was great. It was great. timed I, so perfect that it looked oh, like it was offside. Oh, yeah. And it's just, I think that, I, I think I loved the way that we came out so aggressive from the get-go. And we just, within 90 seconds, we're up one. And then from there, it doesn't, it didn't look like Burnley had an, like, an answer for it. Autopilot. They kind of, the they kind of came up a little bit. They had a few moments where they looked like they could be mounting some pressure, but there was nothing to really test Hugo. Uh, I think, Dave played the game of his life. Uh, if we could see more of that, I'd be happy. Um, but, yeah, I think that it, it was just an all-around great game, Sanchez. Uh, Davis, Davis and Sanchez, yeah. <laughs> yeah, if, if, 
it's like it's exactly what the doctor ordered in terms of our Premier League schedule. We know we're going into this week where we play Burnley, Fulham, and Palace all in eight days, and we're all talking off. We want to finish top four. If that's back on, we need to win this one. It's like we came out, we annihilated them mm-hmm. from the first ninety seconds. So yep. it's exactly the it's exactly what we needed going into this week. Yep. Yeah, and um, I think. Uh, uh yeah. Sorry, I got distracted there. Um the uh what Scott mentioned, the passing is something we just haven't seen. You know, the yeah. creativity, the wanting to go forward like uh Lucas was just talking about. And it just we we gave them everything we had and what I was really impressed by was Pope, actually. We put four past him, but Man made some really big saves for them. It could have been seven or eight. Um, <laughs> the ones that did go in, he didn't have much of a chance, if any, to save. And with the rumors kind of flying around about him being linked to us, it was nice to put a bunch by him, but still be impressed by him, if that makes any sense. Yeah, it's tough to be impressed with a guy who lets four <laughs> goals. That tells you how good our goals were and how, how good yeah, the setups I, were. Scott, nobody was going to. Uh, kind of a funny story. I was, we were obviously talking, I was talking to English Rick during the game and, uh, at at some point, well, actually I know exactly when I said, I said, you know, watch, watch Pope, you know, stand on his head this game. And that's when Kane buried that goal right past him. And in the background, you saw Pope literally teetering on the side of his head. Yeah. There's a good (laughs) story of that in Nashville Spurs. (laughs) <laughs> Oz, Ozbers from Australia, the Ozbers boys did a bit where they put that and they took it and made it like a breakdancing thing. So it looks like it's like it's like a scene from breakdancing and it's it's very funny. But including what Rick speaking of Rick, uh Rick I know he does his rants on Facebook and Rick rants, but uh one of his points I thought was bang on that this is a Burnley team that had been on a great run of form and this is a Burnley team that just recently beat Liverpool at Anfield. So I know a lot of people are going to say, ah, well, you won 4-0 against Wolfsburger, their shit. You won 4-0 against Burnley, their shit. But it's like, this Burnley team had been playing really well. And just from the second they blew that whistle, we were on top of them and we just destroyed them. Um, so I think kudos to everyone in our squad. I think everyone played brilliant. and This was an absolute beating. I think the big difference was not having Winks and Sissoko, either of them. <laughs> that does and tend to help. <laughs> I hate to say that, but you know that because I think they're both they're both quality people and quality you know, but they're just not what we need, and you know, and and it's, they're not good enough. And I think putting Lucas in that sort of number ten ish role, even though he didn't have his shooting boots on, and he slipped six times, by the way, <laughs> six yeah. times. Yeah, and we yeah. talked about this. You actually can't. The rule is you can't change your boots mid game unless you damage them. Uh, you have to oh. keep wearing the boots. So, like, uh, so he, like, he probably made the mistake of the type of the pair of boots he was wearing. He probably could have used oh, a little bit more traction. Yeah. Like you can't even change the the, the cleats. You can. You, you have to no. wear exactly the same things. Yeah, it's, well, they're, they're, they're all, their boots are all molded studs anyway. Oh no shit! Can you? But yeah, you can't change your boots unless there's like. No, uh, you can only change at halftime if they're damaged. If why like is reason. that? Why is that a rule? <laughs> uh, it's one of those archaic things like 
You know, you can't have like a somebody made it a rule because somebody did it against them is what happened. At some point, and they were like, "We need to make a rule about this." That's not fair. That's not fair. Yeah. Okay. Well, that makes that makes a lot more sense. Why he kept slipping. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, But to Scott's to Scott's point, I think um, we've kind of been. I know over the last several months, there's been a bit of a debate like Bergvine, Lamella, Lucas, like who should be out there playing. And now Delhi's getting thrown into the mix. Um, I think Lucas has made the case because, as Scott said, Lucas didn't look like he had his shooting boots on. Well, he still scored. And he scored against That's West Ham when no one else did. True. So it's like Lucas, while sometimes he can frustrate the freaking life out of us, he still finds a way to score a lot. So I think that that's a guy that you need to just have out there and hope that he could kind of – the more talent we put around him maybe, like the more he keeps playing with Bale, Son, and Kane, like hell, I think I might be able to score a few goals with those three in front of me. Like <laughs> something's got to fall to my boots at some point. But I think he's the guy that you got to trust and then mix Delhi in until Delhi could probably take his place. Yeah, I was going to say like if, I think some of that probably depends upon your competition. Like, I, I think if you're – like, a, t- a team like Burnley, um, even if they wanted to set up defensively, it was never going to be that that defensively sound. Um, and you know they were going to be, like, lob up the ball and, and, and try and get something down on the other end of the – that was the whole point of their attack. Well, it's, 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 it's more you just need to have that creative – you have to have a creative person in that role. Yeah, That's- so I, I think Lucas Speed screams to that – um, that that role in this match, where maybe a Deli Alley, and we'll talk about Fulham coming up. Uh, maybe he he might be the better fit for a match like that. Um, but I do think like it's as long as uh, Bale can play most of the games, and I think we got to use him carefully at his age, regardless of uh, how his performances are improving. Um, yeah, I think we can figure out who that that last guy in the mix is, whether it's a. Uh, whether it's a Delhi, uh, Lucas, or maybe even Bergvine again, if he st- seems to flip something around and come back uh, in, with his performances once again. I mean, I don't want to rule him out entirely because I think there is some talent there, but we've seen uh, some pretty weak performances lately. Uh, but it's, it's exciting to have this, uh, this problem with all these attacking players. Um, uh any other thoughts on this game? I know we talked a lot about Bale. Anybody else you guys want to mention? Uh, Lucas? Yeah. Uh, just want to give Hugo a quick shout out. Actual Hugo this time, not Joe Hart. <laughs> um, I wanted to give him a shout out for his uh, 100th Premier League clean sheet. Um, apparently there's only 16 oh, people right. that have done it. I feel like if he had a little bit more help, he could have got this a lot sooner. Uh, but uh, big shout to him. It's a good feat and he's been a He's been a consummate professional and great captain for us, so big shout to him. Yeah, and for what might be his last year, it's nice for him to reach that milestone with us. Uh, Scott? I, I just I just want to comment on the fact that, that Bale and the team look happy. And, I mean, I think that's ultimately why Bale may stick around even next year or the year after, you know, because once he came back, Suddenly, there are pictures of him smiling. So, I don't know, suddenly, there's pictures of of him joking around with people, and I think that's I think that was that's also a key to why his his form has started to come back is because he's actually enjoying what he does. Yeah, that's I I mentioned that a few podcasts ago, but the opposite how miserable some <laughs> of the players looked 
Um, right. And it is it 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 reminds you of like peak Pochettino with all the Delhi doing the Fortnite celebrations and all that. Like everybody True. was always like, yeah, the all the Delhi celebrations. All you know, everybody every goal the team ran to each other, like no matter what. And um, well, you know who still does that, that is Serge. Serge is the first guy in every celebration. It's my favorite thing ever. It, unless it's at halftime and he, you know, just leaves for whatever reason. Well, winning winning does Taxi help. Taxi for Serge. <laughs> yeah, of course. Of course winning helps. But uh, having that, you know, I think that's also breeding some of the creativity that we're seeing is that they're all comfortable with each other. They like each other. They want yeah. to play for for each other. Yeah. Um yeah, that just it it changes the whole mentality of the fan base. Seeing that, as you can tell by how much so different our podcast is, um, it's so sad that that Bale and I mean, it's so sad that people can't go see this happening. You know, like it, we he can't come. Uh, every time I see him on the field, I'm like, it's so. I mean, it wouldn't. How much better would he feel? How much better would they feel if there were? 65,000 people, you know, just screaming his name, you know, enjoy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Good shouts. Um, I think this is probably a good place to go to MVP. Uh, we'll start with Lucas this time. Yeah, it's bail. I mean, two <laughs> goals and an assist and one of the best assists I've seen in a long time. There's, I, I don't really think there's much arguing that one. Yeah, I, it's a tough one to argue, and I, I won't, so I'll keep that one for mine as well. Uh, Scott, do you have anybody different? Nope, ditto. Same guys. Uh, Kevin? Uh, Bale is mine, but I did want to touch real quick. I what One thing I noticed and I forgot to talk about was Harry Kane and the difference in him in a game like this where we are at, way ahead. There's nothing to fight for at, towards the end. And he's not fucking diving in trying to win every ball. It's like he's grown up and he finally realizes that I can take my foot off the brake or off the gas when we're in these situations and I don't have to go break my ankle that's already a million fucking pieces. Like so him taking the Europa League game off a few weeks ago and then oh, yeah. after this performance where we're in a big yeah. lead and he doesn't do anything crazy, I just thought that showed a lot of maturity compared to what we've seen from him and it's very good to see as a Spurs fan because that would always like clinch my butthole very, very tight every at an end of a game where we're up three. Wasn't it the United game? No, that was we whatever. But yeah, yeah, all Kevin. The time. Yeah, yeah Kevin. Though to your point, to your point, it's it's that it's my favorite thing about yesterday was that when Bale starts now that this new Bale has like this is back Remember. basically. Yeah, it's it's great to see how pissed Harry looks. All like Harry looks like he every time he gets the ball, he's ready to kill someone to score. And when you see that type of Harry Kane, it's going to result in a lot of goals for us. I'm very yeah, excited his, about it. His goal. It almost looks like, like somebody is challenging Harry Kane for the legend of the team, and the result is just going to be fantastic for us. Like, can't wait yeah. to watch it pan out. Although he's got to be, he's got to be equally as happy that Bale is there to score too. I mean, I mean, oh, he, yeah, I'm he, sure he is. But he, he wants it. He wants. He's it still too. the most competitive guy on the planet, so he wants to score. Healthy yeah. competition. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. No. Always yeah. results well for us. Definitely a good shout there. 
Uh, let's, uh, does anybody have an LVP for a uh, four nil victory? Like, uh, did anybody play under subpar performance? Uh, um, even our subs look pretty good in this one. Um, I'm seeing a lot of head shaking something and there's no LVP for this one. LVP was Lucas's boots. That's it. That's, <laughs> Lucas's yeah, boots. I like it. That's, that's a good LVP. Maybe, maybe, maybe the kit, the kit man for suggesting, for suggesting shorter, because there were there were a couple other people who who slipped too, but definitely, yeah, his boots. Yeah. Okay. Well, good good conversation there. Great half, guys. Um, uh, the second half, we have two games to preview. We're going to have a couple more questions as well, so we're going to preview both Fulham and Crystal Palace, um, and have two more questions. But first, we're going to go to Luke's locks. All right. All right. So, first one we're going to take, get these in early before these lines change. Thursday, Spurs, minus a half goal away at Fulham. Fulham have been on a good run, haven't lost a game since Leicester on February 3rd. Uh, but they've gotten points against some pretty good opposition. And I, however, think we're going to come out and we're going to get the win. We're going to keep our momentum rolling, keep Spurs, minus a half goal away. Lock that is your first. Second, Liverpool, Chelsea. Take the under. This is also on Thursday. Under two and a half at Anfield. Liverpool have had crap form there, and Chelsea loves to draw against actual opposition. Uh, so third one, this is next Sunday. Take under United at City. It's going to be under three goals. City has the league pretty comfortably wrapped up. They're up 12 on United. Uh, so I don't expect either team to feel the need to go out and get goals there. And then... Also Sunday, we're back to Spurs. We're going to get two free Spurs wins here. Spurs at home versus Palace. Take the over two and a half goals. Uh, Palace, they got some attacking prowess. I think they're going to get one, but I think the win's going to be more important to us. We're going to go on and get a 2-1, 3-1 win somewhere around there. So Spurs at home to Palace. Take the over on two and a half goals. And there's your four picks. Go get your free money, and let's get rich, kids. I like it. Well, thanks as always, Lucas. Um... Uh, so let's roll the conversation into uh, our upcoming match. So this Thursday, um, we have, and I believe this is our makeup match against Fulham, correct? Uh, we play them. Uh, Thursday, oh no, this is. We already well, we already made it up, didn't we? Oh no, like we, they... we have a makeup match against Aston Villa still. That's what. It is. Yeah, uh, that's. Okay, I'm sorry, my my confusion. All right, so our second leg uh, um, against Fulham. Um, uh, so we're taking them on at home this uh, Thursday, March 4th. Um, so currently, Fulham sits in, sorry, I should have gotten my shit together, in 18th place in the league with 23 points. So it's just sitting in the relegation zone. Uh, that's seven wins, five draws, and 14 losses. So uh, they're within three points of Newcastle to get out of that relegation area. So they have a lot to fight for. Their most recent uh, match was a 0-0 draw to Palace away this Sunday. Um, prior to that, they beat Sheffield, uh, drew Burnley, beat Everton, and drew West Ham. Uh, so pretty good mixed results here. Um, upcoming after us, they they take on a struggling Liverpool who finally got their first win in a while uh, this past weekend away so uh so it's not going to get much easier for them after taking us on so um we might be easier pickings than liverpool um their top goal scorer right now is bobby reed with five uh lookman is behind him with uh, five as well i'm sorry um so uh, um 
Ngosa is how it's pronounced. Uh, Andre Frank Zambo Ngosa. Uh, uh, Lookman and Mitrovic all have three assists. Uh, Ngosa is the top-rated player with 6.98, and Lookman's behind him with 6.96. Last five times that we've faced Fulham, uh, we drew them uh, 1-1 earlier this season uh, in that makeup game that I forgot about. Um, we uh, beat them in the January 2019, 2-1. Um, we beat them 3-1 prior to that in August 2018, and then we got to go back to uh, the FA Cup with a 3-0 victory in 2017, and then we have to go all the way back to 2014 to see the next one, so that's not very relevant. But um, um, the draw was disappointing early, earlier this year, but other than that, we've been handle, handling them pretty well since we've seen them. Uh, they have been playing a very defensive style and in, in working out points here and there against uh, the top of the table and uh, and grinding out re- results. Uh, and they, they look like they have a chance of maybe creeping out of relegation. Um, they certainly have something to play for. So is this a match that we should be worried about, Lucas? Uh, well, no. Uh, long story short there, though, no. I think we're going to win. Um, but a couple things you just touched on, the fact that they have been – playing a good defensive back line. I think that they're kind of out of time. If you look at who they have coming up, they might have the most difficult schedule out of any Premier League team for the rest of the way out. Uh, And they have no choice. Commend them for making it interesting. They're now three points behind Brighton and Newcastle. But their remaining fixture list is insane. They play us, then Liverpool, then City, then Leeds, then Villa then Wolves, then Arsenal, then Chelsea, then Burnley, Southampton, United, and Newcastle. Like, that's a nightmare. Wow. <laughs> like, yeah, holy really crap. Is. That is insane. It's like all the top six plus Villa in Southampton and Leeds, like teams that will attack you. So I don't think they have time anymore to play the defense. They need wins and they need them now. So I fully expect them to come at us, and that's exactly what we're going to be hoping they do. Yeah, and uh, – th- that's definitely a good point. Like when you look at their schedule, uh, that that might change things about how they play. Like usually your typical relegation team, like you're happy to work out a point against uh, anybody above you in the table. Um, and then the, anybody around you in the table, you want to win, but, um, but maybe uh, they're at the point where they just have to get wins regardless of who they're playing at this point, if they want to stay up. Um, uh, what do you think, Scott? I, I think, Unfortunately, this might be a trap game. Um, it might be, you know, something that we're looking at. But but then you have the really, really good win that we just had that might carry over. Um, I, I could see this going either way. I mean, I really could. I can. Um, we'll see it going either way. <laughs> um, just because of the simple fact that it's, it's, it's Fulham and... Fulham and Palace, and we don't play either one of those teams all that well most of the time. Yeah, um, I mean, we've handled them fairly well uh, in the last couple years of, of performing against them. Um, I'm going to go to you first, Kevin, but I want to go to our our next question. So we got a question from Kyle Mates, and Kyle asks us, will Spurs Twitter implode again if we don't start Bale midweek? <laughs> so do you think this is a bail start here um, after starting against uh, Burnley? Yeah, I think it is. Um, you know, 
he's got I, I think this is a must win for us too like we're talking about it's a must win for Fulham like if we want any chance at top four like we have to get three points here um and so I think Jose will see that and he'll you know throw out Bale here um and hopefully he only needs to play 60 minutes or something and we can pull him off uh, and he can you know get some rest and maybe do 60 minutes again at the weekend who knows I mean he hasn't played that much so if he is, you know, up to fitness, he should be able to start putting some shifts in. So, you know, I, I definitely expect it to see him, and I will be pretty disappointed if he's not in the lineup. Well, and, and to your point, I think this is the because Fulham tends to to play defensive and play up to teams in the uh, in the league this year. I. I think we need a Gareth Bale on uh, in this match to uh, to work out creative ways to get goals early on. I also think we need a Deli Alley in, on in this match to do the the same. I would rather see Deli than Lucas. Um, I think what Deli doesn't have in speed, I think he can provide in creativity that we might need. Uh, Lucas, uh, yeah, I think to answer Kyle Mate's question, um, I think. Spurs Twitter is going to implode regardless. Spurs Twitter is one of the most toxic environments you could be on. Uh, but I think Bale's fitness still needs to be managed. I think we're getting really excited because we're seeing the product that we hoped would be back. But remember the long haul here. We got a couple more months of a lot of important games. I don't think we're going to see him. We have three games right here that we need nine points from in about eight days. So we need... I would rather Bale start at home against Palace. Maybe we see Delhi start in his place and we use Dale, uh, Bale off the bench or something. But top four is out of our control. Top four, we need to do our best and hope that other teams slip up. Europa is in our control. We can control everything that happens in Europa. We either win or we don't. That's on us. Top four isn't in our control, so I could see Jose. I agree with Kevin. I would love to see Bale start. But I think Jose might still be man-managing Bale's fitness a little bit um, and kind of saving him for Europa next week. Again, next week, it's not like it just ends with Palace. We have a Europa game and then the Derby within the same eight days. So That's why I actually think Bale plays Thursday is because I think Jose will want him on the pitch against Dynamo in that first leg to – try to put that away as quickly as possible. Um, so I think he'd want to rest him on Sunday rather than him be rested now, play more of a game on Sunday, and then have to come back out on Thursday. Totally, totally agree. I just think, I think we'll need more help beating but we Palace also, than we, we, have, we have them. We have Arsenal three days after uh, that Dynamo game as well. So I don't, who fucking knows? I mean, I would like to see Bale on the pitch for all of all four of those games. Um, I like to see I Bale on the pitch every mo- time I, I watch Spurs for the rest of my life. <laughs> yeah, I think it's most likely that that he'll play on Sunday. He'll get rested against uh, the, the Dynamo and then play again on uh, play again against Arsenal. I mean, I think I think Jose realizes that that's the game that. You know, it doesn't fucking matter. You you want to hammer them no matter what. Yeah, I think there might be a case that we could see his minutes managed while he makes it into most of these games, uh, whether it's start or off the bench. I think we're going to be seeing a lot more of Gareth Bale, and like I, I I think what Jose wants to 
see more is like uh, like we saw against uh, Burnley, uh, where you could start him. Um, you pulled him off after 60 minutes and gave him uh, 30 minutes rest, and uh, you're resting him up. So I think he could be fit enough to start Fulham. Maybe at some point, like if we are up three goals at halftime, then yeah, take him off at halftime uh, and start saving up for later matches. But I, I think there might be ways that we can get him into each games and if in the games that you don't start him, I think you can uh, bring him off the bench for 20 minutes and um, he looks like he can do it now. Like, um, uh, yeah, I agree. He's, he spent the season getting fit and now he is. So uh, it's really about uh, time management more so than whether he starts or, or, or doesn't start. Um, I agree. Uh, that's a great I, point. I, yeah. I think that's that's what's going to be key. And I think Jose know has a, has to do that with how, how to do that with star players. I mean, he certainly did that with, with Real, like uh, how he managed some of his stars there. Um, probably did it at Chelsea back when he was with Chelsea, both times. Uh, I think it's something that we could expect to see. That's why we brought Bale in because he's that older pl- talent that you need to manage the minutes, but you can get superstar out of when he's on. And like, and, and now we're finally getting it. And it's just so fucking exciting. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but I want to go to a second question. Uh, before, and I'll go to you first, Scott. Um, so the pod question uh, comes uh, from uh, who, who, who sent this one, Kevin? This was uh, Peter. Peter, uh, yeah. Yeah, P- uh, Peter sent the question. So Sanchez has a, had a rare standout performance on Sunday. But in spite of that, Jose will likely continue the defensive player carousel. Uh, given that Toby can't play multiple games in close succession, Will Dyer come back against Fulham? And, and what's the ideal back line through the end of the season? Also, please mm-hmm. ask Lucas to clarify which position he played in college. He mentioned I feel like, in the pub, but I missed it. Uh, I feel like I should get to defend myself first here on this question. Yeah, you go, yeah. You go first because I yeah. – Well, as far as the last bit, um, I did happen to throw the ball around in college, the old pigskin. The old quarterback position. Peter taking the piss there, and uh, I happened to mention it just because, like, the last couple games that we've all been at the pub together have been during like Super Bowl season. There have been conversations that came up where I mentioned it, but <laughs> yes, it's the new drinking game. Mentioned if I mention if I mention that I was a quarterback, we all take a shot. Um, <laughs> but uh, to his actual question, thanks, Peter, for throwing me under the bus like that. By the way. Uh, yeah, I think we will see the defensive carousel continue, um, and that's good. Um, I think that we do have a couple of center backs. I know they are our wink link, or weak link. Winks is our winks link. Um, <laughs> I think we have, like, our center backs are our weak link as a team, but I think that with, there are, if, if we can actually get like this upfront movement that we have with Bale, Sun, Kane, Lucas, Deli, those guys, in Dombele. I think that we'll have a good enough reason for our back line to continue rotating with, like, Dyer, Sanchez. Like, just rotate them in. If they can give a game, they can give a game. Um, but I think our best line moving forward would be, for me, it'd be Toby and Dyer with Serge and Reggie. But um, – I think it's just going to matter on fitness, and we have a lot of games in a short amount of time, so I think we'll keep seeing it switch. Yeah, Lucas, and to your point, I think uh, Peter's probably 
commenting like uh, I think last week or maybe a couple of weeks ago we had we had had a conversation about how um, we're just constantly rotating the center backs and uh, we, we don't have a pairing that seems to get any charisma together where they they seem like they have an understanding together um, and I think that's what he's referring to um, and I think there is something to be said for what you're talking about rotating but what do you think Scott like is it are we missing something by not having a consistent pair out there? Like, uh, um, uh, are we just trying to fix, the, stop the bleeding with the center backs who aren't doing a good enough job uh, by rotating them? What is it? I, I think it's a little of everything. Um, I, I, I don't think that. Uh, well, first of all, I don't. I think Sanchez is still the a, a player that could be great. I, I haven't written him off as of yet because he he does have games like this that, that do spotlight that he can do it. It's just a matter of maybe, maybe we're going back to the confidence thing again. Um, I think we're rotating people because of the fact that we have to rotate people because I think Dyer is probably peaked and is, is might, you know, might be going down. Toby has definitely peaked. Um, and we don't have a reliable pairing that we can we can say these two work the best together. Um, so it, it's kind of like a you know throwing craps for uh, Jose, I think, to some degree at this point. Yeah. I don't know where Rondon has gone. I mean, that, I think that's the only like random one. I mean, he's just kind of disappeared. Yeah, he had. Uh... Like he he had that one error that he had against Liverpool, I believe it was, and then um, uh, he played like a few minutes in one more match after that. And other than that, we haven't seen him in a, a match. So, Kevin, uh, thoughts? Yeah, he can't even make the bench. It's pretty strange, especially with how you know, we. I think this we talked about this on the last podcast I was on. Um, that it's just it's very strange that he can't get in there with how much we are rotating the center backs. Like most of the time he can't even make the bench, let alone get into the lineup. It, uh, it always seems like Jose has that guy and, and it was Delhi, and maybe now it's Roden. It's it, weird it's, that it's, that it's Roden though, because he bought Roden. Like you'd think he'd be backing uh, him more than anybody else. Um, yeah. Who's our, I don't think we have, I, I kind of agree with Lucas. I wish we had a, a pairing that we could mm-hmm. rely on, but I just don't think any of them are good enough to play every single game. Um, Toby was at one point in his career, obviously, like Scott said, he's beyond that. I don't think Toby's a guy we need to like go out and sell, but um, I think he could be a great mentor for some of the younger guys, teach them a lot of things. Uh, you would think Ledley would be doing stuff. that. <laughs> oh, I think Ledley is. Jose has said had very, very, very high praises of of what Ledley's done as an assistant manager. Um, but yeah, I just I don't think any of them are good enough. It would be it. I, it was so fun to watch Toby and Jan when they were in their prime because they were both basically in their prime at the exact same time. Two Belgians. Just it was like they knew each other. It's like they were reading each other's minds all the time. And I know that's like really hard to find, like to just and be able to make that work. But like finding just one guy who can come in and be the guy, like Liverpool did with Virgil, like that's something I think. If you're ever going to go out and spend money for us right now, I think that's it. 
We have all the attackers we need. We need a guy to come in and just literally take over our back line and say, like, be a guy who grabs somebody by the shirt and tells them, you're fucking up right now. Do your fucking job. Um, See, I think think it's a a combination (laughs) of... (laughs) I think it's a combination I'd love to grab a couple people by the back of the shirt and tell them they're fucking up. (laughs) Uh, I think it needs to be a, a center back and a, a, a Musa Dembele kind of player. I think we absolutely have to find that you know ball carrying, uh, you know, somewhat creative midfielder for, in order for us to to really prosper. Well, I think that's going to be Ndombele. I think he's going to fill yeah. that role. I think Ndombele hasn't been able to do that role is the problem. But I think he's every almost as good as Dembele was. At like holding the ball and, and getting that ball through the the midfield, I, it's just he's doesn't have any out hasn't had any creative outlets to give the ball to. Uh, where you had like an Erickson back in the day, and now now that we we're starting to see uh, a Gareth Bale out there, and then even a Deli Ali, I think he might have that outlet now. Uh, it's it's uh, um, I, I think that's what's fundamentally changed, uh, where I don't necessarily think it's a Dembele-type player, but I wouldn't mind an, another creative attacking midfielder um, out, out there because so Bale can focus on the wing a little bit more. He might not have to um, do that role. But, Lucas, you've been waiting a long time, so let's go to you next. Uh, yeah, I, I just wanted to bring up, because like, we were talking about Joe Roden, and I think that we don't need to freak out that he wasn't on the bench. It's very clear that Jose trusts him. Um, I think that Joe's been great. I think he's got a mistake in him, but he's young and he's new to the Premier League, so who doesn't? Uh, and I think if, in terms of like the pairing, like that's going to kind of depend on what game we're playing. And I think like when we saw the best of Dyer, it was when we were playing that very defensive game against that three games in a week that we had against. Uh, what was it, City, Chelsea, Arsenal, all in a week. Dyer was unbelievable for all three of those games. And that's the type of Dyer where like, he's back there, he's with Toby, he's with – we have a defensive style set up. When Dyer, when we're playing attacking sometimes, it looks like he could get caught out, which ironically so can Sanchez, but that's also Sanchez's best asset is his speed. Um, so I think it's just going to be a – like game by game type thing, what our best pairing is. Like, what's our best pairing going forward? Well, that might be different for who our best pairing is for the League Cup final. Like, I might say two completely different answers. Um, personally, if you said League Cup final against City, I would say I want Dyer and Toby. Yeah. Yeah. It, but if you said who do I want as my center backs against Fulham, that might be a completely different answer. Yeah, it's it depends upon like uh, who the opponent is, who they're likely to have set up as their primary attacker. Like, uh, and we'll talk about Crystal Palace in a second, but um, like Zaha, we might uh, we might want a Sanchez out there for that game to be able to keep up with him, uh, even though his propensity for mistakes. But um, but I think this is probably a good place to go to predictions for this um, polo match. So let's start with. Oh, you got one more point, Scott? Oh, no, Scott. no, I, I just don't want to go first. <laughs> so we're going to start with Kevin. <laughs> uh, predictions. Um, I'm going to say 3 0. Um, 
Gareth Bale, Harry Kane, and Son. Because how could you choose anybody else if you're picking three goals? <laughs> I like it. Okay, uh, Lucas? 3-1. Uh, Two from Kane, one from Son. Okay, right. uh, Scott? I think I'm going to go 4-1. Uh, I think uh, Bale gets another do, uh, another uh, two brace. Uh, I think Son and Harry get another one each. I think Son really needs one. I like it. I like it. Um, I do think you're right on four. Uh, I, I'm going to say four nil, though. I don't think that they get on the board. I think we just annihilate them. Uh, their eyes are on the weekend, and uh, um, th- they think that they're going to be able to grind out a point against us, but then we just slip a few, a couple past them early, and then their, their game plan's out the window. Um, I think um, Bale gets one. I think uh, Sun gets one. I think King gets one. And I think Delhi gets one. Because I do think Delhi is going to start in this game. Um, I think it will be a great opportunity for him to play. And I think he, he could be very useful against, uh, more so than Lucas, against uh, 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 Fulham. Lucas, you said, you're useless. Yeah. <laughs> nickel, for, nickel for every time I heard that. <laughs> if it was, you said uh, Bale, Delhi, Sun, Kane. Yeah. So is that our new desk? Just replace <laughs> Ericsson? Just Yeah, I guess it could be the desk, yeah. Disc. Disc. We sound like a Europa team. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, um, great conversation on that, but we have one more game to preview before we wrap up this episode. Uh, and this uh, Sunday, we take on Crystal Palace at home. Uh, so currently, Crystal Palace sits at 13th place in the league with 33 points. That's nine wins, six draws, and 11 losses. Um, their most recent game was that 0-0 draw to Fulham that we just talked about. Uh, prior to that, uh, they uh, drew Fulham, beat Palace. No, a uh, five fucked this they, up. This is they are yeah. palace. Yeah, they are palace. So I <laughs> palace, true palace, palace. Uh, they, saving saving air. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna roll with this. I screwed up my notes. Um, so upcoming, they have uh, they play Man United on Wednesday prior to this match, and then uh, upcoming they take on West Brom at home on Saturday. Uh, their top goal scorer is Zaha with nine. Benteke's behind him with four. Andres Townsend is the, the top assist man with Easy and IU behind him with three. Uh, Zaha is the top rated player with 6.93, and James MacArthur is behind him with 6.87. Uh, last, uh, last five times that we've taken on Crystal Palace, we've drawn them the last two. So back in December, we drew them 1 1. Um, we drew them in July 2020 1 1. Uh, prior to that, in September 2019, we beat them 4-0. Uh, I'm sorry, April 2019, we beat them 2-0. And it, we have to go back to the FA Cup loss for the last loss that we had against them in January 2019 when they knocked us out. So um, where are we at on this one? What, how do you feel about it, Kevin? Uh, I think game before last for them, they had that crazy game where they beat Brighton where they had zero corners in the game 
And I think they only had two shots, and they won 2-1. And Benteke scored an absolute worldie to win the game. It was the craziest stat line you'll ever see. Like, zero corners, two shots on goal, and you win 2-1. Like, how is that even possible? Um, Palace are a weird team. Uh, They are without Zaha, right? Like, he's not back, I don't think. Uh, I think he will Um, be. I thought thought he played in that Fulham game. Uh, Yeah, he should be. Okay. Um, Well, that, like, you would think that changes them a bit um, because he is by far their best player. Um, And he's. We try to buy every summer, right? Supposedly, yeah. And Um, he won't come because he's an Arsenal supporter. Is that the the line? I I never saw that. Well, he definitely is an Arsenal supporter. (laughs) Or that they ask Um, for 100 mil. Yeah. <laughs> well, that Which, too. <laughs> the combination those, of those two. Little, I mean, that's a, you know, a little small aspect of the whole the negotiations is, you know, you know, the actual asking price of the player. Yeah. Um, but I think we got to feel pretty good. Um, you know, we look like we're attacking. So I think we will, you know, continue that trend. And I think if we do that and we come out and execute, it's the team we should beat. Um and that we need to beat. It's again. It's it's another like must. If we beat Fulham, this one becomes a must win to try to finish top four. So, I think yeah. they got to be looking at every league game as must win and going out there and giving it. You know, you got to win. So, yeah. I think we go out and attack. They don't have a lot to play for here. I mean, they're pretty safely mid table. They're uh, um, they're not going to get into that uh, Europa League discussion. I don't think. Um, but, uh, but they're safe from the relegation battle. So that, um, that, that might open them up to some potential, potential, uh, um, um, thrashing if, if we can take advantage of them and have our attack together, Lucas. Yeah, I think what you just said makes a lot of sense. Um, them not having anything to play for Rick English, Rick on the podcast would say that they're on the beach team. Like, they're just mentally right now, they're on the beach, they're ready for summer. They don't have to worry about getting relegated. They don't have to worry about qualifying for Europe. So, the fact that this is at home, I think, is a massive thing. And the fact that we have to play for a lot more than they do. And, to be honest, we're a lot better than they are. So, um, I think this only goes one way. I think we can... The interesting bit we'll see or be seeing who we start is Delhi, Bale, Lucas, Bergvine, like all that kind of stuff is the interesting stuff. I think the end product is we do them at home. Uh, Scott? I think we're all, I think you're all being a little optimistic. Um, Crystal Palace is always a trap game for us. Always. Every single One nil FC. <laughs> um, I, I think I think just because the fact that that they are on you know on the beach quote unquote um, is is sort of uh, is something you can you can you can hope for, but I don't think that's going to happen because I think they're gonna they're gonna be that defensive. You know, we're gonna sit within twenty five yards of the of the goal and just not move. You know, and 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 let and then sometimes that that helps us and. Sometimes we run out of ideas and it's just stonewalling. Um, Sometimes we hit the post like six times against them exactly. and they beat us one nil. 
<laughs> I, I actually hate Crystal Palace for that specific reason because of the fact that they it always always seems to be that we're like, hey, we're gonna win, we're gonna, it's it's gonna gonna be great, and oh fuck, you know. Yeah. So good good point. Um, and there have been two consecutive draws, but then we annihilated them back in September 2019. Obviously, it's been. Uh, so Lucas. Yeah, uh, the dropping points versus losing thing is different, too. Like you said, the last time we lost to them was in that FA Cup, which I will remind everyone that Kieran Trippier took our penalties because Kane was hurt. That's how crap we were at that time. <laughs> like, we had just played the League Cup semifinal second leg against Chelsea, and then we got thrown to Selhurst Park, and, like, there was a moment where... It, Everyone knows my disdain for Trippier, but Trippier didn't even hit frame. He just missed. Uh, I mean, it was that was just a nightmare of a game. Um, I think we were more focused. And that was also while we went on to the Champions League final, same season. So um, I, I don't think that game meant a rat's ass to Pochettino, nor did the FA Cup or League Cup ever. <laughs> but it's just like, yeah, I think we always have a good result out we have a good result in us against Palace, um, and we don't lose. So I call them one nil FC because that's how it usually goes. One of us wins one nil, and it's usually us. It's usually hilarious. But uh, I think the last time we played them at the lane was four nil. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised the way we're going right now to see something similar. This might be a good game for Lucas uh, with his, with his. Speed on the attack. I do think it will be a fairly free-flowing game. Um, I think we could get some benefit out of him here. Um, maybe a Lamella sub at some point might be useful in this game, uh, depending upon how we're rotating the other guys like uh, Bale. Um, um, this is a, like of the two, even though Fulham is uh, not as good of a team. I I'm more concerned about that game than than I am about this Palace game, just because they have little to play for. Uh, but we do have to uh, take advantage of that, because they do look us, at us as a London derby. They look at it as uh, um, a, a rival in some sense. Um, so they might get up for it that way. Um, but who do you guys think we're going to 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 play in this one, do we think this will be San, uh, Sanchez here? Uh, do we think this will be uh, like Toby Sanchez or Dyer Sanchez? Will this be uh, like our biggest attackers, or will we rotate a little bit in the attacking band, uh, Lucas? Like I would be more expecting to see Dyer play on Thursday, and I think we'll see probably someone like Joe Rodon slot in or slot in against. Palace in a game that we know we're going to be going forward. Uh, being at That's home always helps. Statement, since he hasn't even been on the bench recently. Uh, Jose has a plan. Oh. <laughs> Tell him you believe, trust the process. <laughs> believe in the gap. Jose has a plan. Um, I think we'll see us play a more attack-minded game against Palace than I think Fulham will sit back and let them come to us because they have to. Crystal Palace doesn't have to do anything against us. 
we have to break them down. Fulham has to come at us. Otherwise, they're getting relegated. Because I read you that fixture list. It's insane. They got to win somewhere. And at home is their best chance. So I think they're going to throw it at us. So I expect us to kind of defend a little bit more. Maybe throw a Toby and Dyer out there on Thursday. And then we'll see a little bit more like we saw at home against Burnley. Maybe throw back out uh, Sanchez again. Like I think that will be Jose's game plan for the next eight days. I like it. Um, to your point on uh, Kevin on Roden, I I think that some of it might be just that, that Jose, where we've been weak before these last two matches has been in our ability to score. And I think he was uh, relegating a lot more space on the bench to attacking players to be able to rotate in, try and uh, change things up a little bit if we need to get a goal late in the match. Um, I so I think like maybe the center backs we like the fact that he wasn't on the bench was just we were giving like an extra slot to a uh, to have like a Bergvine and um, um, a Lucas there or, or whoever else uh, was uh, made, made the attacking bench. Um, I, I don't think it was necessarily picking on him being on the bench, but I think more that he hasn't seen minutes. Is more like okay, is he a little out of favor? And that is the a valid question. Uh, other thoughts on the lineup, guys? Uh, Scott, Kevin. For you know, I think center back pairing for Palace. As much as I mean, it's it's like your guess is as good as mine with the center backs. Like I don't see any trend and when Jose feels. I mean. He seems to really like Sanchez when everybody else is like, get this fucking guy out of my club. So <laughs> I, I just, I think it's really hard to even guess who he's going to put out there. I think it's like, I, I literally think he goes by who looks good in training, the days leading up and that's who he goes with. And it's just like, a, it's, it's just very fluid. And I do think palace could, you know, you mentioned the, on the beach that, that creates a very calm, uh, carefree attitude when you're out there, and sometimes that can breed some like I keep using the word breed tonight, which is strange. <laughs> um, and which can create you're wearing, you're wearing some... condoms, you're wearing condoms, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, and uh, I that can just create some really nice football, so I think that is something to be careful of. Um, and yeah, I if Zaha is back, I mean. You know he's he can he can go at us and give our defense a lot of problems. So I wouldn't say I'm super confident in this one, but it is a game that if we go out and execute the way we have the last couple games, we should we should win easily. I agree, Lucas. What's the over and under uh, on uh, Zaha falling down and then down getting and back then up and getting trying up to and trying to trying to fight somebody? <laughs> Personally, I'd put that at two and a half. <laughs> I think we could see it three times, but I also got a, guy, a couple guys I would back to be in that fight. So, yeah, that's true. <laughs> as a Spurs fan, I'll take those odds. <laughs> well, I, I wonder if we're going to see Sissoko in either of these games. We haven't been seeing as much of Sissoko lately. Uh, haven't been seeing as much of Winks. Uh, uh, didn't in... Pierre? He came off with. Did he come off? Yeah, the last at game the very end. Yeah. Have, has anybody end. heard anything um, about that? 
It looked like I've a been groin, too afraid, right? I've been too afraid to look. Yeah. I'm like, he's, he calls himself a Viking, so I'm hoping he'll be fine. But... <laughs> um, he, he looks like he's, he's he, but yeah. And I we like... talked, we, Anthony, you know, we talked about this at the pub yesterday, but it is, he's the most important player, I guess I would say. Important is a strong word, but he's the only guy we don't have a replacement. We found ways to win without Harry. We found ways to win without Sun and Bale and and Dombele. Like Lacelso can do the same. It's we don't have a backup. We 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 don't have a backup point there. So if yeah. he gets that that if his injury is serious or something, that could be very problematic. And shout but, out to Tommy at the at the pub. Tommy brought up. Uh, oh, Tommy uh, said it at like, halftime. He goes, he's he like, goes, get the Hoybeer off now. Yeah, get Hoy Bear off now, and, and then sure enough, like that, it, it looks like he pulled up with an injury at the end. I'm hoping that that isn't a serious thing, and he's in training this week, and looks like he's gonna play. Because uh, yeah, I don't. It's bleak without him. Uh, I, th- that could turn everything back around on us, uh, Kevin. Uh, to get back to your question, um, I do think whether he's healthy or not, we probably see Sissoko in one of these. Um, yeah. He's Pierre's played like like almost every minute in the Premier League. The man is he a has, machine. He, he's played every there, game. If there's if there's a place to give him a rest, it's got to be one of these two, I think. Um, so you know maybe and with the injury, to be at, Jose, I would expect to be, to be at, at home though. Yeah, yeah. I would expect. Yeah, I would expect the, the rest to be at home, like because again, against Fulham, we're gonna need to go out and beat them. We don't have this time around. We don't have Nkudu to whip it across the wings. <laughs> so I, I don't think I don't think Sissoko is the answer against Fulham away. I think I don't think in the game Sissoko is the answer anytime. Yeah, that's true. Uh, we forget he was once monumental. Although, so although, did. although I, I I'll, but, I'll give you I'll give you if 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 we're gonna slot him. I think Sissoko's game would be Palace. We should slot him in for Hoy Bear. I mean, I, yeah. I think that's that. Palace right. would be the Palace would be the day for Sissoko, not not yeah. pull him away. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, uh, let's go to MVP LVP on this match. And uh, oh, predictions, I'm sorry. predictions, <laughs> predictions on this match. We're gonna well, if we're gonna if, go if ahead Sissoko's and, playing, he's already my LVP. <laughs> Sissoko's my LVP if he's playing against Palace. <laughs> let's go to predictions on this. Uh, so we'll start with Lucas first. I'm going three one again. This time it's Bale, Sun, and Kane. Okay, I like it. Uh Kevin? Uh, I'm gonna go two one. A little bit closer. Um and I'm gonna say it is Harry and a late Bale winner. Ooh. Ooh, I like it. Uh Scott? Uh I think it's gonna be two nothing. Um, I think Bale and Son are going to get theirs. Scott, the whole preview. We've got to be worried about this one. It's a trap. I know. Oh, we're going to win 2 I can't. I can't not be <laughs> optimistic. And see, that's the thing. So, you know, you you got to be optimistic because if it doesn't happen, then you know, if or if it gets better, it's it's great. And if it gets worse, well, then that sucks. But you know, anyway. <laughs> Um, I, I think Kevin's right. I think this is going to be tight. I think it is going to be 2-1. Uh, 
Um, I am going to say that we get a goal from Kane and we get a goal from somebody unexpected. I'm going to say we, we get a Sissoko goal in this game. <laughs> so, and if I'm right there, that would be fucking amazing. Um, well, any final should, Anthony, Anthony, we should write that into our predictions list. If you get a goal like that, you should get like a five bonus points for like the score or something. You should if you, correct, if you correctly if you correctly call a Sissoko goal, it should be worth like five bonus points. Some I like off that. the wall something. Yeah. Yeah, we should look we, we should work out the rules on that we one. To, we'll we have, have to con- we have to talk to Tommy the comptroller though. I mean, you know, and that's difficult as it is. So I mean <laughs> I, I agree. Yeah, it's good. we'll have to battle that one out with Tommy later off the air. Uh, but any final thoughts before we wrap up this episode? Uh, um, we had an exciting week, a couple of wins. Uh, we got a couple matches that these are teams that we could handle. And if we do that, this this could turn our season around, I think. Um, it, it, things could look brighter if if we win these two games. Oh, hell yeah. Um uh lucas yeah uh final thought would be just it might benefit us that we're going to be staying in london for the next several couple games if that um if that several game gets (laughs) if that zagreb game gets moved we'll play fulham palace zagreb and arsenal we'll be playing four straight games in london which will probably benefit us to keep our momentum going yeah, that's a, a good point. Yeah, no, good, good shout, and probably a good way to wrap things up. Uh, so, thanks so much, guys, for being on this week. Excellent episode. Thanks to Scott, Lucas, and Kevin. Um, uh, thanks to Tommy for editing and sound today. Charlie for the music. Kevin for social media. Lucas for Luke's Locks. Kimberly for the logo. And as always, the Atlantic Bar and Grill. It's great to be back there for matches. Uh, definitely. Uh, Expect to socially distance and wear your mask and all that jazz. Um, find our merchandise at Big Head Media and hit the subscribe button and write us a review on iTunes if you like our podcast or give us a review wherever you get your podcasts at. Check us out on Twitter and Facebook at Four Star Spurs and our website at fourstarspurs.com. Come on, we'll to play for Spurs.